Support for Alleist comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years of Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, with over 200 films May 1st through 10th. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel, and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at laist.com slash events. LAist Studios. Support for LAist comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Mix Mix, the Filipino Adventures of a German Jewish Boy by Boney B. Alvarez. Inspired by true events from the life of Ralph Price. After escaping Nazi Germany, a newfound tropical refuge in the Philippines is upended when Japan invades the islands. On stage through June 16th. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Pindarvis Harshaw, host of the Right Nowish podcast. Every week, I talk to the people who are creating art and culture and spreading it to the universe. As an artist, you always meet yourself. Every year, you're a different person. Essentially, we normalize a space where you can show up as your authentic self. Check out Right Nowish. Rooted in California's Bay Area, speaking to you. It's so many people of color, so many queer people. It's like I'm being celebrated in my fullness. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is James. I live in Encino. Honestly, I hate the sun, so I'm not welcoming the sun now that it's here. It's summer, but... Remember that really awful heat wave last year that seemed to be around for a hot minute? Well, that could become the new normal. You've been warned. This is How to LA, the podcast that drops a little knowledge about this city with every episode. I'm Brian De Los Santos. A few weeks ago, we explained why we get June gloom. And now that we're officially in summer, we want to focus on heat because, you know, climate change. If you've lived in LA long enough, you know that there are hot parts in the region. Places like Woodland Hills, which is a historic record breaker. It reached 121 degrees in 2020. Checking out the forecast, and it seems like the clouds are going to go away come Thursday, and we're going to be getting full-on sunshine for days. Warmer temperatures, too. Hi, I'm Phil Jocelyn. I live in Rashida. I know the hot days are coming, and living in the valley, that's kind of miserable. Obviously, running the air conditioning costs more for electricity, sometimes three times as much. My name is Stephanie, and I live in Reseda. Very worried because last year it got really hot, like to 115. It like it's hot and then it's cold, and I, I never know how to dress anymore. And look, if we're gonna be a little miserable with the heat, we might as well know why these things happen. That marine layer kind of starts to fade away that was keeping us cool for quite some time. We are in the valley and it gets miserably hot. Jacob Margolis is a science reporter for LAist and we'd love to have him on to talk about weather and all that good and not so good stuff. Hey Jacob. Hey. So I want to share with you, this week was the first time I turned on my AC to get to work. Meaning the heat is definitely going to arrive to LA pretty soon. Can you just tell us where we're at right now when it comes to the season, which just started, you know? 
Yeah. So, I, I mean, we're kind of right on time with heat. Actually, maybe even a little delayed with heat because I remember last year and years prior, it was hot in like February and March, which was absolutely miserable. Essentially, we're seeing the June gloom and May gray burn away and uh, all the hot weather is starting to show up, especially in our valley and desert areas. You know, it's already a hundred bajillion degrees out there. <laughs> uh, and I could feel it slowly, slowly creeping to me here in the San Fernando Valley, too, because I'm starting to see my pool was warm enough to swim it and we don't have a heater. And so I'm like, ah, OK, it's starting to heat up. Oh, wow. Well, you know, now I know you have a pool. I'm definitely <laughs> coming over when it gets really hot, Jacob. So for now, I could definitely put away the boots and actually put on the tank tops that I've been wanting to wear all summer. Is this is this where we're at now? We're going to have warmer temps. Yeah, I, th I, I think so. You know, maybe we'll get cooler days when a little bit of that marine layer comes in from the ocean. But for the most part, it is full speed ahead on hot misery uh, <laughs> the next or like kind of lovely heat for the next, uh, you know, hopefully, I guess, four or five months. It depends on when the rainy season comes along. Yeah, let's talk about the, you know, high pressure systems that, you know, kind of happen throughout this time of year. Can you dive into that? Yeah, absolutely. And so basically, as our weather starts to warm here, uh, what one of the things that quite often happens is we get these high pressure systems that build up over the desert. And um, you can imagine uh, essentially a giant clear dome that sort of acts like a barrier and kicks all of the other nice cool weather away from Southern California. So like as those things flow in from Alaska, like the nice cool weather, say, like it goes like, nope, get away from me. And so we get stuck under these what we call like heat domes when you get like the really, really intense temperatures, like 105 plus in the San Fernando Valley and in other areas. And they can be really dangerous, obviously, because one, they're really hot. And two, we don't have like a lot of movement of air. And so things just stay cooking. The good thing is that these high pressure systems, uh, you know, become less common, I guess, as the fall moves on. And, um, you know, and then eventually the rainy season comes along as the cool weather can break through. So I remember the heat wave that I think it was in September and it was just so hot and there was power outages. There was obviously people were suffering from heat. And you talk about the valley. What conditions create that kind of persistent heat? We talked about the high pressure system that sort of keeps heat trapped in and all the nice, cool, lovely breeze away from us. Um, in the San Fernando Valley specifically, and in our valley areas, what often happens is a big, we have a big geological influence. And so we literally have mountains like blocking mm -hmm. cool ocean air. So obviously the environment we live in, whether it's the asphalt or not enough shade like trees, does matter when it comes to the heat in LA, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we see in areas that, for instance, don't have tree cover uh, are going to be hotter because those trees are not shading the ground. You don't get the evapotranspiration, the nice, uh, the nice cooling effect from moisture coming off the leaves. And when, you know, across LA, we have just a ton of concrete, a ton of asphalt, and a ton of black roofs. And so one of the things that happens is all of that all that absorbs the heat. And then at night, it kicks that heat back out into the atmosphere and literally makes it harder for the city to cool down at night. We're talking a difference like between, say, a city area and a rural area, 20 degrees at night. And so it's keeping things quite, quite, quite hot here. We'll be right back to talk about the heat and fire season. 
Support for LAS comes from Latino Theater Company at the Los Angeles Theater Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Support comes from Visual Communications, presenting VC Film Fest, celebrating 40 years showcasing Asian and Native Hawaiian Pacific Islander filmmaking, featuring over 200 works ranging from narrative film, documentary films, photo exhibits, and new media. VC Film Fest honors our beloved elder cultural workers, linking them to present and emerging artists to empower communities and challenge perspectives. May 1st through 10th in Little Tokyo and in Long Beach. Info at festival.vcmedia.org. And we're back. You're listening to How to LA from LA Studios. And as we talk about the heat, you know, we can't ignore this big, big thing that happens in Southern California, which is fire weather. Where are we at when it comes to the fire weather? We had a lot of rain this year so far. You know, did that help? Did that hurt it? You know, I would say it helped immensely, specifically when it comes to bigger plants, because those bigger plants still have a ton of moisture in them. Uh, which means that they are less likely to burn. We'll see how long those plants hold on, but the typical progression for fire and like everything drying out and being able to burn is around August. We really start to see a lot of dryness and then it really ramps up into October and until the rainy season comes along. Now, the problem area is going to be flashy grasses, which have grown super tall and have dried out really fast with this hot weather. And so we're likely to see a lot of grass fires, I would say, probably especially around Southern California. But that doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a catastrophic fire. And sometimes it's really good for those grasses to burn. We need fire in our ecosystems here. So don't think every fire is, is an absolute emergency. That's a good point. I never thought about it that way. As I think about heat, I think about like just climate change and how mm-hmm. it's been hotter and hotter. It doesn't seem like we're going to go any way back. We're not going to have a, like a regular summer, I would say. What do you say about that? I, I think we could very well have a below average uh, summer in terms of temperatures here in Los Angeles. That could very well happen. Oh. But what we are seeing around the world is uh, global temperature has continued to increase. It's setting records almost, I, I think, yearly at this point. Um, so the world has never been hotter than it currently is. Uh, here in Los Angeles and in California in particular, what we are seeing is uh, a, a, a trend towards more extreme heat and he- extreme heat that lasts for a longer period of time. The hotter parts of LA could see 30 or so additional days with temperatures above 90 degrees. So 30, Mm. so an entire month of temps above 90 degrees by 2050. So for anyone that's been outside or has to work outside when it's even over like 80 degrees, that is a lot. And that can have a really big impact on, um, on our health, on worker productivity, on all this stuff. So it does not bode well for, for public health and it's going to have a big impact. Now, last but not least, I know that you have some tips on how to stay cool just overall. (laughs) Can you share some of those? I I would love to give you some tips, but I actually want to know how you stay cool because for me, it's mostly just... uh, be inside with air conditioning. I draw the blinds. I, I, you know, if maybe go under the hose or into a pool if I can. Um, But a lot of it's just kind of like holding on until it cools off in Mm. 
in like December. So this this little trick is not from me. Actually, my dad does this in his apartment, um, and they live in a 1920s apartment building. Um, so it's they don't have great. They don't have an AC. They have fans in the living room area. He taped aluminum on there so that room is the coolest room in all of his apartment and so it's just interesting because i'm like you did this like little cheap thing that i don't know if it's actually working but i gotta say when we move from the dining room to the living room it's way cooler does he get direct light in that room he at a certain hour type of hour yes so i mean he's literally reflecting the solar radiation away from that room, which is really smart. And I will say one of the tactics actually at my house that I've employed is my son's room is at the end of the house, right where kind of the sun sets, right? Mm -hmm. And so he gets a lot, it gets a lot of radio, solar radiation, a lot of heat throughout the day. So what I did was I put up a trellis on the outside of his room, like around the window and around the walls, and I decided to grow passion fruit. And passion fruit grows very vigorously. Um, and essentially what it does is creates a barrier from the sun. Um, it loves the heat anyway. And it keeps a lot of that, it like, it, it makes the room cooler because it, it keeps the heat away from the walls. And so it actually has worked. Our house is older and does not have insulation. Um, and so <laughs> it's a bit rough. It is a bit rough for sure. But for folks who live in apartments and can't really do this, what would be your hot tip for them? Yeah, so we used to live in an old uh, apartment in West Hollywood years ago, and it would get sun like all day. It had no insulation. It was built in the 1920s or something. And we literally, like one of the things we did was we literally put insulation up on the windows and we would keep like the the shades drawn. But I got to say, like, especially when the air conditioner broke and the landlord didn't come in and fix it, um, which was fairly often, um, it was really miserable. And in LA, there are a lot of people uh, you know, like you talked about that don't have air conditioning. And that's clearly a major issue that we need to resolve across the board. It should be mandatory. It's deadly. So yeah, I would say crank the AC if you have it. If you don't, uh, like clearly that is a bigger societal thing that we also need to work to fix. Jacob, thank you so much for just spreading your wisdom here. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Jacob Margolis, Elias Science Reporter. We will have more information on our website at elias.com slash howtola. And as we get closer to that fire weather Jacob was talking about, you should check out his podcast, The Big Burn. He explains so much about the history of wildfires in the state and our relationship with it. It's pretty interesting, so go check it out anywhere you get your podcasts. Tomorrow, we're checking in on politics. We're going to dig into the drama in Council District 9 after Council Member Kern Price was charged with several counts of embezzlement, perjury, and conflict of interest. Go ahead and listen tomorrow. Hasta luego. Victoria Alejandro produced this episode. Our other producers are Megan Botel, Monica Bushman, and Evan Jacoby. And shout out to our summer intern, Eden Tashoma. Support for this podcast is made possible by Gordon and Donna Crawford, who believe that quality journalism makes LA a better place to live. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. 
one lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at Elias.com slash sweeps. Elias has a new live event series with the James Beard Foundation. We Are Where We Eat will go behind the scenes of some of your favorite L.A. restaurants to find out how and why they do what they do. I'm Austin Cross. Join me for the first event where we'll explore how restaurants help make a neighborhood and we'll all have something delicious to eat afterwards. It's May 22nd at the Crawford. Get your tickets now at LAS.com events.